0: Good evening. Good to see each one of you here tonight for evening service. Would you stand with me, please? Let's turn to page 363. Page 363. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. We'll sing all four verses as we begin together tonight. Page number 363. We have heard the joyful sound. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Spread the tidings all around Jesus saves, Jesus saves Bear the news to every land Climb the steeps and cross the waves Onward tis our Lord's command Jesus saves, Jesus saves Walked in on the rolling tide Jesus saves, Jesus saves Tell to sinners far and wide Jesus saves, Jesus saves, sing ye islands of the sea, echo back ye ocean caves, earth shall keep her jubilee, Jesus saves, Jesus saves, sing above the battle strife, Jesus saves, Jesus saves, by his death, An endless life Jesus saves Jesus saves Singing softly through the gloom When the heart For mercy craves Singing triumph For the tomb Jesus saves Jesus saves Give the winds A mighty voice Jesus saves Jesus saves Let the nations Now rejoice. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Shout salvation full and free. Highest hills and deepest caves. This our song of victory. Jesus saves.
1: Jesus
0: saves. Amen. Great start tonight.
1: Well, I was just thinking about, I guess it was probably. You know, I, it was around five years ago uh, when I became the pastor here at Faith Baptist Church and uh, Lord just began really dealing with me about, um, you know, making some changes on our staff and, and things like that and, and God was certainly working in a, among our men's lives as well. It's amazing how it's the Lord's church and He just knows how to do things and uh, so we began to make some moves. And I really just had a burden to bring a, a a guy in and invest in him and his family and to, to see them sent out. And it was supposed to not happen until about five years, five more years down the road. But here we are. But it is the Lord's church and he knows what he's doing, doesn't he? And so let's pray tonight. Of course, tonight is a very uh, special uh, service and time as we are, uh, uh, you know, just gathering together tonight to recognize Uh, brother jack and miss lizzie parker as missionaries to japan and to officially send uh, them out and so there'll be a lot of that uh, tonight but uh, we do have some things uh, uh, before we get into all of that that we've got a just announcements and things and updates and all that stuff so let's go to the lord in prayer uh tonight pray for me I got about uh 1800 things going on in my head right now and so hopefully it all comes out and it all makes sense when it's said and done amen he he used me to get Romans chapter 7 exposed so I'm sure he can do this all right this is just announcements amen we can handle that so let's pray though tonight and ask God's blessing uh on our services I'm gonna ask brother Steve Parker I think it'd be right for the dad right to open us up tonight brother so why don't you pray brother Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. Why not you be seated uh, tonight and just very, very quickly did just want to mention a few other things. Of course, tonight, right after the service, be going over uh, to the fellowship hall. And so hopefully brought some finger foods and things like that. If not, we do, I'm sure there'll be plenty over there. And then let's uh, again, just uh, hopefully we can be a blessing uh, to uh, Jack and, and Lizzie with some gift cards and, and things like uh, that. If you have kids in Faith Baptist School, don't forget about uh, no school uh, tomorrow, and uh, so I, man, I as busy as I have been. I am I am very excited about tomorrow. I know Eric is more excited than I am. Amen. Uh, but uh, just a day uh, off tomorrow, and then of course uh, this coming Tuesday, uh, the seventeenth, and so two days from now. On the evening time, I'll be hosting the volleyball and basketball games. That'll be here at home. That'll be at 6 o'clock in the evening, Tuesday night. Be once again playing Heritage Baptist School. And so they're just a real blessing and just a great church over there. And so excited to have them come over and and just to have a fun uh, time. Uh and uh if you ever want to be stressed out, we'll we'll have a basketball game and you can watch, amen. Uh and uh you can you can coach if you want, man. That'll really stress you out, amen. So uh then did want to mention this uh Saturday, January the twenty-first. So this coming Saturday be our churchwide outreach, and again that'll be at ten thirty in the morning. And then lastly, wanted to mention this very quickly. Uh February the third and fourth is the Midwest Couples Retreat. And so that 's at the Double tree, not the Dollar Tree, the Double Tree Hotel, right in Overland Park, uh, and the cost is one hundred and ninety dollars per couple and again, any of our married couples that would like to go to that, you do need to sign up tonight uh, to uh, to get registered for that. the sign up sheets out there uh, in the outer uh, foyer. you and so you can you can pay before you go, but just make sure that you sign up tonight so that we can get uh, you registered there's some other things coming up in February. Uh, But I just uh, wanted to mention a a few things Uh, tonight. I did just want to update you on the Church Planners Conference uh, that we went to. And uh, I have a full uh, list here of uh, probably about 18 uh, ministries that we were able to invest in. Obviously, tonight, I'm not going to go through all of them uh, and consume the evening and things like that. I did just want to highlight... Uh, just a, a few of our folks uh, that we were able to invest in very, very quickly. Brother Ian Corley uh, going to Delta, uh, Colorado. Uh, his dad is Burson Corley, pastors the College Heights Baptist Church there in Farmington, New Mexico. And Brother Corley is just a blessing, and his son there is going, and sure excited about that. We were able to give $200 to that uh, ministry. Brother Nathan Heckel, a longtime staff member there at Heartland Baptist Bible College, Uh, answered the call uh, to uh, start Calvary Baptist Church in Henrietta, uh, Oklahoma. And so they got a building and things like that. I want to say it was an old uh, Methodist building, but anyways, they got it, turned it into an independent Baptist church. Amen. And uh, so we were able to give $500 uh, to that uh, as well as uh, Rally, uh Hill going to Spirit Lake, Idaho. A lot of guys going out into the Northwest. Nathan uh, Larier going to Portland, Oregon, starting Hope Baptist Church. Now, if you've watched the news, you hear a lot of junk about Portland, Oregon. And uh, this guy's going right into the heart of that and planting a, a Baptist church has already started and seen people saved. And so, listen, I, it was so encouraging to see some of the most wicked liberal cities in America. And guys are right in the heart of that, preaching the gospel, and people are getting saved. And God's doing a work. It's incredible. Brother Shane Mallard, uh, uh, which we already support, uh, planted Liberty Baptist Church in Poplar Bluff, uh, Missouri. They got started back In December, they've already had a lady join the church, and so what a blessing uh, there. And, of course, we were able to give uh, towards uh, him, Jorge Mercado, uh, planning Iglesia Batista Fundamental de Huntington. Pretty impressive. I I didn't even have tacos today. I had Chinese food. (laughs) Amen. But anyways, it's uh, Fundamental Baptist Church there in Huntington, New York, right in New York City, and and, uh, a Spanish-speaking work right there. And reaching them. Also, brother Mark uh, Martinez, just a good man there, planting Boulder Valley Baptist Church in Boulder, Colorado. We gave two hundred dollars to him. If you know anything about Boulder, Colorado, that is probably one of the most liberal, wicked cities uh, that you could uh, think of. And uh, and uh, just a blessing there to hear what God's uh, doing there. And we, like I said, we've got a host of others that we were able uh, to give through. Uh, brother Charles Marino uh, has been serving there. Well, Brother Kevin Metzinger there at Shawnee Mission Baptist Temple, and he is going to take uh, North Hills Baptist Church in San Marcos, California, which was actually started by a friend of mine, Brother David Hetzer, and so he is going to take uh, that church and get it back uh, going, and so we were able to give uh, $200 to him uh, and his family. Um, there were some uh, other ones on here as well. Uh, I liked uh, this one, uh, Augustus uh, Ludicky. I'm not sure how you pronounce the last name, Brother Gus, uh, but he is out of Ind- he is out of Lindsburg, Kansas, Smoky Valley Baptist Church. Brother Jeff Quigley, who we all uh, go to camp with, and this I, I, they didn't get to present, but I just felt like the Lord would have us to give uh, $500 to him and his uh, family. Um, Brother Jeff and Miss Esther Glazeman have been such a blessing to our church uh, just in the small amount of time. That they have been here, and the Ludicky family want to do exactly what Brother Jeff and Miss Esther are doing, and so we've got your replacement right here, Brother. Amen. So, Amen. If once you once you get the patch on both eyes, Amen. We'll, Amen. So he came, Brother. Brother came by and shook my hand this morning and hollered, "Amen." I was like, man, I I love it. Just a lot of lot of wonderful, wonderful men here, and so thankful. I was thinking of. uh, Frank Suglio as well, we gave $300 to. He's planning a church in Willoughby, Ohio, which is a suburb of Cleveland and starting the church out of Cleveland Baptist Temple, his church, and just going right over there into the city. There's a multitude of people in that area and planning a church. Uh, Another man by the name of Anthony Rudolph in uh, Lima, Lima, Ohio, uh, however you pronounce it. But anyways, he is a uh, guy that... uh, was in uh, prison uh, for drugs, got saved, got called to preach, got out of prison, uh, and he is going back to where he's at and winning the people that he was selling drugs to. Preaching the gospel, just incredible. Amazing uh, testimonies about what God's doing, just so encouraging. And so what a a blessing and just sure thankful that we were able to do that. have one more thing tonight just by way of announcements, and I mentioned this to our men uh, this morning, but next Sunday... Uh, we are going to be hosting a, a family, and so there'll be a young family sitting uh, near or with us. And it's Brother Dylan and Miss Isabel Mullinax and their little girl, uh, baby girl Mavis. And so, Brother Dylan uh, Mullinax, and many of you know from camp, Brother J.D. Weedo, he is Brother J.D. Weedo's grandson. He's graduating Heartland Baptist Bible College this coming uh, May, and he really has a burden for youth and, and things like that. And so, he's going to be up here uh, next Sunday and just spending the weekend uh, with us and being here in the services. And we have been uh, spending some time with them, talking with them, interviewing them, and uh, about the possibility of coming here and uh, taking our work here uh, in the youth department at uh, Faith Baptist Church. And so if you would pray uh, for them, please do not come to me after the service tonight and ask me 15 million questions about the Mullinax family. The The reason I'm telling you this tonight is so you can pray. It's like I'm going to pray. Because the biggest thing, this is what I told our men this morning. I'm just giving you my heart tonight. I don't have nothing wrote down, so I'm, just, I'm a little nervous, all right? But let me just give you my heart. When, when God, when, when, when Eric Watson called me and, and said, Preacher, we're looking for a pastor for Faith Baptist Church. Would you pray about coming? I said, yeah, sure, I can pray. But the only thing I know to do is to come up and, and preach And look at what I'm, you know, praying for so that I can better pray and see what God does. And so I came up. uh, This was, I think, in October when he called of 2016, 17, something like that. And so I had, no, it was 17. It was was October of 17. And I said, this is October. I'm not giving you a Sunday in November, but I'll give you a Sunday in December. And I came up in December and I preached. And that Sunday morning, I scared the daylights out of you. You guys were like, this guy screams and hollers. Sunday night, I got up and preached, and you guys were like, oh, this is how he always is. He's just crazy. Just kind of warmed up a little bit. I remember coming back Monday. Uh, we spent the night in the hotel that night, and I came back Monday, and we looked at the Christian school. And Natalie and I went to Ted's uh, uh, Cafe Escondido and ate, and ate lunch. They've since closed down now. I just thought maybe God's shutting the door since Ted's closed. we drove home and we really didn't say a whole lot because God was doing a word because we were able to see what the Lord you know what the Lord was doing and he used all that to confirm a lot of things and so my prayer is is that this young family will come up and see what the Lord's doing and maybe the Lord will use it to confirm some things they need confirming and my biggest thing is if this is not where the Lord wants them then they don't need to come but if this is where the Lord wants them then they need to be here Because people need to be in the will of God for their life. That's where my heart is at. So you pray, and I pray, but I just didn't want everybody to see a young couple sitting with our family and going, Who are they? What are they doing here? So just pray for the Mullinex family. Amen. All right.
0: Well, let's continue singing tonight from page 371. Would you stand with me, please? Page 371, send the light. We'll sing verses 1, 3, and 4 together tonight. Lift it up on the first verse. There's a call comes ringing O'er the restless wave Send the light, send the light There are souls to rescue There are souls to save Send the light, send the light Send the light, the blessed gospel light Let it shine from shore to shore Send the light, the blessed gospel light Let it shine forevermore Let us pray that grace may everywhere about Send the light, send the light And a Christ-like spirit everywhere be found Send Send the light, send the light, send the light Blessed gospel light, let it shine from shore to shore. Send the light, the blessed gospel light, let it shine forevermore. Let us not grow weary in the work of love. Send the light, send the light. Let us gather jewels for a crown above. Send the light send the light send the light the blessed gospel light let it shine from shore to shore send the light the blessed gospel light let it shine forevermore amen i'm thankful that most of you know the king james version of that song amen it's been a great day in the lord's house today ms brother michael quinlan would you pray for the offering tonight please Amen. You may be seated tonight.
1: I uh, remember uh, the Lord just really confirming on uh, Brother Jack's heart about uh, Japan. And, uh, we, you know, we just we got it settled. That's where the Lord uh, wants them. And then uh, him and Lizzie call us about two days later and go, Hey, we want to take you out for some for some uh, Japanese uh, ramen noodles or something like I can't believe I paid that much for stinking ramen noodles is what I, what I was thinking. But they were like, We want to show you our our video. I'm like, these rascals have already got a video together. And I mean, I'm te- they put me in a panic attack because I'm like, you, you can't leave right now. You got to stay. But it really, I, you know, as much as it was, uh, you know, stressed me out a little bit, it's a, really a commendation to them because when God moves, they, they, they are ready. And I I think that, you know, if you had a chance as you came in, uh, in the outer foyer out there is their uh, table out there, their display. And then as you watch the video uh, tonight, I I think that you will be highly impressed uh, at the work that they've uh, done. And uh, certainly as they go out and uh, not only represent the Lord, but represent Faith Baptist Church, I believe it'll be a blessing uh, to you. So we're going to play the video uh, tonight, the presentation of the Parker family to Japan. Then right after that, Brother Jack's going to come up and say a few things and then turn it back uh, to me. So,
2: Japan. Japan is a beautiful country in East Asia full of rich history. A total of 6,852 islands form the Japanese archipelago. Japan is part of the Ring of Fire with 110 active volcanoes. 47 of them being monitored constantly. Mountains occupy over 80% of Japan's landmass, including the famous Mount Fuji, resulting in some of the most densely populated cities in the world. It is a country slightly smaller than the state of California, but containing roughly three and a half times the population. While the scenery and architecture are breathtakingly beautiful, Japan's truest beauty is its people. They possess a huge focus on integrity, respect, and honor, and a strong work ethic defines the fabric of society. It is also within the top 10 safest countries. As a whole, Japan is one of the most technologically advanced countries in the world, but its people are still holding to many of the traditions and rituals of the past, namely, the hold of idolatry that has been in Japan since its beginning. Generations have been lost worshipping false idols because they do not know the truth. 126 million. That's the number of people who will more than likely be born, live, and die without hearing a presentation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The two main religions are Shinto and Buddhism, which Japanese people often practice simultaneously. These two beliefs influence every aspect of the Japanese culture, and rejecting them can often have extreme costs. There are over 8 million kami or gods that are worshipped in shintoism a religion that originated in japan while buddhists believe that the human life is one of suffering and that meditation spiritual and physical labor as well as good behavior are the ways to achieve enlightenment when a japanese person accepts christ he is turning his back on his entire family past and present japan is a nation rich in culture consumed with perfection led by tradition and motivated by fear and shame. They are looking for a purpose in life, but statistically speaking, few will receive it. They live without the hope, joy, and peace of Christ. Many Christians have given up on the field of Japan due to its difficulty and magnitude. Some would even call the task impossible. Matthew 19.26 says, But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible the gospel isn't limited they can be reached they can have hope joy and peace and understand that there is no greater life than one lived for the one true God. We are the Parker family, Jack, Lizzie, Jalen, and Jason. We are sent out of Faith Baptist Church in Olathe, Kansas, Pastor Wes Stewart, to help share the risen Savior in the land of the rising sun. Our initial goals include learning the language and serving with the pre-established work while we learn the culture and develop relationships. Once we are able to speak the language, our goal is to spread the gospel, disciple and counsel converts, plant churches, taking Jesus to the Japanese people. We plan to build a life in Japan and are seeking permanent residency. Please pray with us as by God's grace we endeavor to accomplish these goals. See, I'm just up here sweating, making sure it sounded okay, it turned out right, and everything. Uh, no, my, my wife actually worked on the vast majority of that video, and she did an, a wonderful job. And certainly want to thank, um, well, there's a lot of people to thank, I guess, before I get more to the presentation-type stuff, but certainly want to thank Brother Seth and Miss Christy Wisdom. Uh, they were a huge, huge, huge help. Uh, so much behind-the-scenes stuff, I mean, as you all know that they work on all the time here already, uh, making prayer cards and uh, several of the things on our display table, helping us with the video and technology stuff. Just thank you. And thank all of you. We love you all. hard to even know what to say. But I know that the love I have for all of you and the young people here, God's called us to these people. Because we need the gospel. How shall they hear if we don't go? Right. Right. And I hope that through the time that you've gotten to spend with us and to see our heart for the mission to feel, that it will continue to cultivate a love of missions in Faith the Baptist Church. That missions is so much more than going to Japan or Africa or Australia or wherever a missionary may go, it's across the street. It's to your co-workers, your friends, your family, your children. They all need the same thing. Whether they stab themselves in the hand with their pocket knife, or they've got a cold, the answer's still the same. I look forward to to seeing that need firsthand in just a couple weeks as we get to take our survey trip. And my wife's, you know, she's such the planner and has everything, like, the itinerary made, everything's packed six months in advance, ready to go. And she's asked me many times, well, what what are we going to do? We should kind of figure this out. And I'm like, you know, in so many ways, I just want to sit on a bench somewhere and just watch the people. The people. Because that's why we're going. These people who live day in and day out in that religious routine and it's incredible, as I know the video talked about it some, the, the hold that idolatry has on this people is incredible. And in so many aspects, there's almost not even a, a religion there. It's just being a Japanese person. It's synonymous. Everybody is Buddhist and Shinto. It's just part of who you are. You're born into it. You live it. Whether you understand it all or not, it's just who you are. And the sacrifice that it takes for a person to leave all of that behind, to put off the old man, and to follow and trust in Christ as their Savior, is to say, I'm no longer Japanese, I'm Christian. Yep. That's the risk that it takes, and it's, it's such an, a needy field. And there's parts on the, the island where we'll be beginning, where uh, you got to see just a small part of, of Susadan Baptist Church that's there in Hokkaido. In the northern part of Japan, it's probably got about 10 feet of snow already on the ground, so it'll be nice and cold and snowy when we get there in a couple of weeks. Um, but there's whole sections of that island that from the records I've researched, missionaries I've spoken to, there's never, never been a gospel-preaching church there. Ever. The Buddhism and the Shintoism, it, it's almost the polar opposite of biblical Christianity. No concept of a loving gracious God that it's nothing we can do it's everything he's already finished it's finished it's completed on the cross they live lonely lonely lives we have that moment in the video as you saw the gentleman who's just alone eating some food that's pretty normal The 126 million is true today, but statistics say in 100 years, that'll be cut in half because so many take their own lives. People are lonely and don't get married. They don't have kids. They don't see the point. It's lonely and sad. They have no hope. Nothing to live for except just go to work tomorrow until you can't take it anymore. But we have hope. There's no greater life Than one lived for God. So please continue to pray. Because truly that's the support we need. The Lord will supply the finances. And, you know, I've really had to settle in my heart that, you know, well, what if the survey trip doesn't happen? What if this doesn't happen? The Lord still knows. If He's called us there, He'll get us there one way or another. He'll get us there one way or another. But continue to pray for our family as we're, you know, this is technically the second church, I guess, on our deputation schedule here at home tonight. So we're, we're still new at this. I probably won't do this at every church exactly. But we do have our prayer cards and everything in the back. I didn't get to be back there before the service with Bible study, but we'll be back there for a little bit before going to the fellowship hall. Feel free to come pick up stuff and look at the cookbooks and the Bibles and things like that. And, we have toys for kids. We've got all kinds of cool stuff, but we've got these, and uh, pray for those people. Uh, we've got our survey trip here in just a couple of weeks. Uh, one of the big prayer requests with that is we have to take a COVID test there on Wednesday before we fly out, and that's one of the few things that would be an instant, nope, you can't go, if for whatever reason it came back that we had COVID or something like that. So just pray for that, and uh, my wife and I have not flown internationally before, much less a 16-hour plane ride all the way across the world, Um, so just please pray for our family as we look forward to getting to be there, and our our goal on our survey trip is really just to simulate what life will be like. We'll get to stay just on our own uh, in a Japanese apartment. We're going to get to go to language school for about uh, nine different classes, things like that, get to see the church there and go to the services and just be there, be there. And we were so, be, it's hard to express in words how excited we truly are, but the bittersweetness of the family we have here. So, again, thank you all so much. We love you all. Ooh, this will always be home.
1: I think the only way that video could have gotten better is if it ended with, and this reporting from Japan is major miles, amen. Amen. So. Sounded just like Brother Steve Parker on there. So, well, um, we we have a little business that I want to take care of uh, tonight before we let Brother uh, Jack uh, go down, and so we have some things that we need to vote on tonight as a uh, church body. The first one is this: is that we already do um, a little bit each month to help out uh, Brother Jack and Miss Lizzie with. Uh, housing allowance, and um, we do three hundred dollars a month. And what I'd like to do tonight is to, as a church, uh, that we would vote to change that over to month now monthly support as missionaries to Japan, and to support them for three hundred dollars a month. And I think that that would be right. We support Miss Jenny Carpenter, one of our other missionaries, at one hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, a month, and uh, beings that they are more than one person, I think it'd be good to double it, amen, and be able to do 300. So all those willing uh, to do that, would you just lift up with your right hand and give out with a hearty amen? Amen. Amen. Okay. The second thing that I would like to vote on uh, tonight is I mentioned this already uh, as we were taking care of our church planners conference uh, stuff, uh, but we do have quite a bit of money that we've kind of been setting back uh, for um, uh, in our missions budget, and actually some of that money is for uh, what I'm about to present uh, tonight. And so the first thing that I'd like to do is to vote uh, as a church to give them $5,000 to start up uh, their GIBM account. Uh, they are using Global Independent Baptist Missions as a clearinghouse. Uh, they're going to be starting that account up uh, in April. Uh, we we I think we had like $19,000 in our account. Of course we used 5,000 of that for the church planners conference which leaves us about 14,000. And so if we use 5,000 here again, that'll leave us about 9,000 in the account which is still plenty and we're budgeting but I'm budgeting of course to plan on this and and uh our missions conference coming up uh in April of this year but um, they, they're going to use, they're going to be able to start their GIBM account up, I believe around in April. And, uh, this would give them a good cushion. I want them to be able to, I'd like for them to be able to just use this money, whichever way they see fit to use it. Uh, whatever expended, you know, expenses they have, um, you know, there's obviously going to be the need for a vehicle down the road, things like that. And this would be able to be go, you know, be able to be used, uh, towards that. And so all those willing to do that, would you just again lift up with your right hand and give out with a heart of amen if you're a member of Faith Baptist. The, se- the third thing that I'd like to do is I'd also like to give them $2,000 to spend on their survey trip to Japan a couple weeks. And uh, I mean, they don't have to spend it all <laughs> unless you're buying me something. Then you can. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Uh but I'd like for them to be able to have some extra spending money and things like that, do be able to do whatever they want to do. So you be willing to do that. Another two thousand and we'll do that. Everybody, amen. All right. All right. So here's uh that check. Okay. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, you're good, brother. All right. I got one more thing tonight and uh he can head uh back down. But uh or you can you can go ahead and head. So <clears throat> but this is the last and final thing that we need to vote on tonight, and that's to send them out as missionaries as a Faith Baptist Church officially on deputation. And I thought it'd be good tonight if we had a first and a second. So can I get a first, Brother Parker? I get, had to give him the. So you got a first there, and we got do we got a second there? All right, Brother Quinlan. And so, uh, but uh, uh, and all those in favor. Amen. Amen. What a blessing! So praise the Lord. Well. All right, get out here and go raise some money. No, I'm just kidding. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Amen. Page
0: 366 will be our last song together tonight. Let's all stand. I thought this would be appropriate to the regions beyond. I must go, I must go. We'll sing the first second and last verse together tonight. Page 366. To the regions beyond. I must go, I must go. Where the story has never been told To the millions that never have heard of his love I must tell the sweet story of old To the regions beyond I must go, I must go Till the world, all the world His salvation shall know to the hardest of places he calls me to go not thinking of comfort or
3: ease
0: the world may pronounce me a dreamer a fool enough if the master I please to the regions beyond I must go I must go Till the world, all the world, his salvation shall know. There are other lost sheep that the Master must bring, and they must the message be told. He sends me to gather them out of a lands, and welcome them back to his fold, to the region. Beyond, I must go, I must go till the world, all the world, his salvation shall know. Amen. Great singing. You may be seated. Just before the message tonight, we'll have a special for Mrs. Watson.
3: Does it matter does it matter to you?
1: chapter number 13 tonight, the book of Acts in chapter number 13, and and I uh, want to ask you to stand in honor of God's Word if you're able to stand, and of course as I was you know, praying about this and praying about the service tonight, uh, certainly my mind and my heart uh, went uh, to this passage and uh, just had kind of been praying about the last few days, about you know just kind of confirming this is where uh, the Lord wanted me to be tonight, and I think it's appropriate and I think it's uh, right. Uh, you know, we kind <clears> of <throat> we get, we you know we go from if I could say it like this, our relationship with God this morning to really our you know the relationship between a church and their missionaries, and that's kind of what we look at tonight. And 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 here's the thing: and, and just because they are going out doesn't mean we no longer communicate. And uh, you, you know, in fact, I, I think that their, you know communication will certainly change. Uh, in, in what the Lord's doing in their life and, and all of that. But at the same time, uh, there still needs to be uh, that communication. And, and so we'll see some of that here. But notice in verse number one, and many of you know this tonight, very familiar passage. It says, now there were in the church at, uh, that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and uh, and which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. And of course, we know that's going to become the Apostle Paul. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, uh, Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. And so again, here's the idea, uh, you know, just from this and tonight. Obviously, this is a, a special service where we are officially recognizing Jack and Lizzie Parker as our missionaries to Japan and, and sending them out. And, and though our service tonight does have really what I would say is an ordination service within it, and, and we are going to do that down the road. And I thought about this, let's let them enjoy tonight, we'll let them sweat later. All right? Uh, but we, I realize this does have an ordination service in it, but at the same time, the church at Antioch here, and, and, and Barnabas, and Saul going out, who'd become Paul, they really serve as an example as to how all of this works, okay? And and so that's what we're going to look at uh, tonight, kind of a unique message. I actually thought about not even giving an invitation tonight, but well, I guess you know we can do that, but I really just think it would be that we would... You know, focus our uh, as we close out the service tonight. Focus on just intently and fervently praying for the Parker family as they go out on deputation tonight. But uh, you know, if the Lord leads tonight, we'll just we'll we'll let the Lord lead and all of that. Okay, Father, would you bless the preaching now? And I ask it in Jesus' name, Amen. Won't you be seated uh, tonight? I do want to just encourage you. I don't have a long message tonight. All right, so. Some of you are like, it's getting late already, you know. So that's calm down, calm down, all right. Before the whole grocery pickup thing started, my wife would go to the grocery store and usually try to bribe one of the kids to go with her. If you went with mom to the store, then that means that you got to treat a checkout so you could pick out a you know, candy bar or whatever the case is, you know, something like that. And I remember when she first... Started doing it, and the kids didn't quite understand the concept, especially the boy. Boys just don't; they just don't get it, all right. And uh, you, you know, and I she would ask one of the kids, you know, to go, and they'd say, "I don't, I don't want to go." And then so she'd ask one of the other kids, and they'd go, and then they'd come back with a big bag of M and M's, and the other kid be like, "How did you get that?" Well, mom got it. To which they'd say, "Well, you know," and mom would be, like, "Well, you should have went. You could have got it." The point is this: is that they missed out on the blessing because they weren't willing to do what Mom had asked them uh, to do. But in fact, I, as I started you know, seeing what was going on, I, I picked up on this as well, And so anytime I had, to, I had to go to the grocery store, I'd make sure to buy myself some Reese's peanut butter cups. Amen. And Sorry. It was, it's only fair. right? You help Mom out, You get a treat. Treat. Squirrel! Sorry. <laughs> what I'm trying to illustrate to you tonight is, is that really, it, if I could say it like this, it, it works much the same way in the spiritual realm. When a church does what God has commissioned them to do, there are blessings as a result. But when you refuse to or you don't, then the reality is this, you miss out. And on the, in the grand scheme, scheme of things... When you begin to look at the book of Acts, you begin to see this within the church at Antioch and even the church at Jerusalem. One of the things I love about tonight is diving right into church doctrine. And you and I understand tonight, the church didn't start on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. It started with Jesus Christ and His disciples. We know this, a church is not some universal invisible body. It is a local visible assembly of baptized believers constituted together to carry out the Great Commission. And this was seen in the earthly ministry of Christ. He said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And by the way, he did. He was the first pastor. And and, uh, he said, some in the church first, the apostles, they were the first members, and one of them was the devil. Amen? Had to have been a Baptist church there. Amen? After the fulfillment, it's just a joke. Calm down, all right? But we also know this, now stay with me here, because after the fulfillment of the gospel, Christ spent 40 days and 40 nights on the earth. In John chapter number 21, he commissioned Peter to what I would say is to be the next pastor. When he said, feed my sheep, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. And by the way, you see that coming to fruition in Acts chapter 1. When Peter stands up amidst the 120 that were gathered there in the upper room, members of that church, and leads them in their very first business meeting to elect someone to take the place of Judas Iscariot who betrayed our Lord. In Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, Peter, again being the pastor, stands up empowered with the fullness of the Spirit and preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ. And 3,000 gladly received His word, meaning they were saved. And the same day, it says, they were baptized and added unto them. Well, the idea is this. Who is the them? Well, it's the 120 that were gathered together in Acts chapter 1 and having a business meeting. And at the end of chapter 2, they are called a church. And you understand, friend, that just because they're called a church there doesn't mean that's when they started. They were a church in Acts chapter 1. and even in the Gospels of Matthew and Mark and Luke and John, but where it applies to our text tonight is that in Acts chapter 1, Jesus told them to wait in Jerusalem for this empowering of the Spirit of God because they would need Him to be the witnesses that He had called them to be in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. And this was also told them At the end of every gospel account, to preach the gospel to every creature, to go out and baptize them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. It is what we call the Great Commission today. However, if you study it out, 3,000 got saved in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. 5,000 were later saved after the healing of the lame man by Peter and John. But they never spread out. They never sent out. And really what happened was this, is that it took persecution to begin to afflict God's people that they would begin to spread out and take with them the gospel of Jesus Christ. In fact, if you begin to even go back through the Scriptures, you will find that this is how the church was started in Antioch in Acts chapter 11. As disciples from the church at Jerusalem left and came to the city of Antioch uh, seeking refuge, they began to preach the gospel to the Jews and also to the Greeks. And people began to be saved. And knowing the differences that existed between these two cultures, the church at Jerusalem sent Barnabas, who the Bible calls the son of consolation, a man of great compassion and comfort, to go to the church at Antioch and get them organized and begin to be their pastor. And he did. And they would be called Christians first at Antioch. What a powerful testimony. While going to Antioch, Barnabas knew that he would need some help. So he stopped on the way in Tarsus and picked up a man by the name of Saul who he had already knew and, and who would become the Apostle Paul. He was used by the devil for persecution, but he got saved on the road to Damascus and called to preach. And so now we come to Acts chapter 13 and the church at Antioch. And where the church at Jerusalem was supposed to be sending them out and spreading the gospel but failed to do so, the church at Antioch right here becomes... The example, listen to this, in what the Lord Jesus Christ envisioned for his churches in the Word of God. That's a powerful thought. And though the church in Antioch was started out of the church at Jerusalem, it would be this church, the church at Antioch, that would be responsible for a multitude of people being saved and churches started. And in essence, they would what I would say is this inherent the blessings that the church at Jerusalem really missed out on. This church, listen to this. This church right here serves as a reminder that our vision for what God wants us to do, it is to be sourced in the Bible. Not men. You know, where there is no vision, the people perish. Well, that's not talking about some vision you get after eating Taco Bell after 10 o'clock at night. It's talking about a vision based on the principles and precepts found right here. And, and that's exactly what, what you find. When you go to the Bible, listen to this. When you go to the Bible, listen, the church is not about empire building. It's not about that. It is about spreading out and preaching the gospel and planting churches and sending our best out yeah. to see people saved and baptized and discipled well why because so that there are that there are great rewards both now and for all eternity and my friend that's exactly why you and I are gathered here tonight it is to start this very process from our text tonight, I just, I want to give you a couple of, just two quick things tonight, just, and I real man, you, you and I could spend a lot of time here, but I just, I want to give you some quick things tonight, and the first one that I see is this, is really what I would, what I would say is, is the call, look at verses one and two, and again it says, now there were in the church it, that was in Antioch, certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Manan, and which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch. That's an interesting thought and story right there. And of course, Saul. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. Now listen, I, I'm not. I'm not going to spend a lot of time covering all of these men right here. Again, though it is a wonderful study to look at their background, where they came from, how... How this church is, you know, just, uh, if, you know, just filled up with these men from different backgrounds and, and different lives. And, but yet God saved them and God's worked in their life and put them together. And what a, what a testimony that is to what God can do in a church. Amen. But the emphasis really is in verse number two. In the calling of the Holy Ghost on the lives of Barnabas and Saul to the work of the ministry. And though people are attempting to redefine the work in the ministry, I want to say to you tonight that it's really about the gospel and preaching and planting churches. Listen, that's the work of, that's the work God is called with. God, God is concerned with tonight. You understand? Jesus died for a church, for the church. Somebody say Amen tonight. He didn't die for a college. All right, he didn't die for an orphanage or a homeless shelter. And I, or listen, it, it was a church. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say that those aren't legitimate ministries or needed ministries or anything like that. But what I'm trying to say is this is that this right here is the primary ministry that God is concerned with. Amen. He is concerned about churches, friend, and calling men to preach and calling men to plant churches. And I, I just, I want to give you some things, if we could if we could draw just, just from these two verses tonight and how it applies to us and, and even, uh, even Brother Jack and Miss Lizzie Parker tonight. Number one, I, this is what I thought of. God does dip down into, into His church and calls men. I, listen, I, and I know I've said this before, but I, I really believe this. I believe that there ought to be the expectation that God does that here at Faith Baptist Church. And here's why. Because, friend, He's not looking in the Lutheran church or the Methodist church, or the Catholic church, or whatever kind of church you want. Listen, he's looking at a church like ours that's preaching the Bible and staying true to his word, My friend, that's where God's looking to dip down in and to do a work in the life of some man and call them to, to preach. And and so as we continue to pray for God to call laborers into the harvest, let us not be shocked when he looks into our church and calls men. And I would even say tonight, if he looks into your family, let's be supportive of that. Listen, I'm I'm telling you, I can think of no greater work tonight than to be involved in the ministry and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I certainly think of Jack tonight who was called here. and, and And I told someone the other day, listen to this, I have pastored this church for almost five years. And in those five years, four men have surrendered to preach. And I praise God for that. And you know what? And I'm praying for more. That's something that's been on my personal prayer list. And I'm praying for more, and here's why: because we need more, we really do. And I and I firmly believe this: it is not that God is not calling; it's that men aren't aren't aren't, accept, aren't receiving, or they're just not submitting to the call. We're too wrapped up in our own will and our own thing, rather than searching out and seeking what God wants for our life. And I, I, you know, I, but I'm just telling you, God's dipping down, and He's calling men, and let us have the expectation that He would do that here at Faith Baptist Church. And this is something else that I like about this passage. Did you notice this? God calls men who are busy serving Him. I love that first phrase there that begins, verse number two, it says, and as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, well, then the Holy Ghost, notice said, separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I've called them. Folks, I'm telling you, these men were busy about, they were busy about the things of God before God ever dipped down and, and called them to Th- this work. And, and, and I think that, that speaks to us in this way that we shouldn't have the attitude or the expectation that we deserve a responsibility in this church when we can't even be faithful to the services. Uh, listen, you, you understand, friend, it, it doesn't work that way. We're, we, we've got too many people that, uh, you know, that are expecting those things and it doesn't work that way. We must prove ourselves faithful in the little things before we're ever given the calling to the bigger things. You understand? Listen, if you want God to work in your life and reveal His will to you, then start by being faithful to the things that you already know God has said to do. That's true. It's so very true and they demonstrate that. But here's the other thing. I, this, and this is what I like. God, God gives specific callings according to His will and His timing. I, I think that that's unique about this. And certainly... The Holy Ghost say it said, separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work we're into." I have called them. And really, especially when you look at the life of Saul, and, and really, you, you know, who had become Paul, and you could certainly do this with Barnabas, but I, I think about Saul because we know so much more about his life, but we know that he answered the calling to preach in Damascus. And then he was faithful to serve and help out where he could, which is why he would end up here at Antioch, you know, uh, right here in our text. And now God's calling him to an even greater ministry. But this is what you need to understand. He had to be faithful to the other things first. And then when he was ready, God calls right here to the mission field. Now I could easily, listen, I could easily look at this tonight, and I could put my life into these principles, but here's the thing. This service tonight isn't about me, it's about Jack and Lizzie Parker. But I also believe this, that I could do the same thing with Brother Jack and put his life in here as well as he's the husband and leader of his family. God has already given testimony tonight. God worked in his life. And uh, here at Faith Baptist Church, he was saved in this church. He was called to preach in this church. But then he would stay faithful to that and go where God wanted him to go as God began to lead and he would go to Heartland Baptist Bible College And begin to train for the ministry there. I I remember that's where I began to see Brother Jack and Miss Lizzie, and of course, as God worked in my life, and I became uh, the pastor here at Faith Baptist Church. And then, you know, God was orchestrating things in this church, and God was doing a work in Brother Tim Quinlan's life, and and he was helping out with the school at the time, and and was wanting to go into you know his use his electrical license and. And then Brother uh, Eric was doing the youth at the time, and, and God was working in Brother Eric's life, and, and all of these changes were taking place. And so I, I called Brother Eric in and said, man, I just feel like, you know, the Lord wants to put you in the school. Brother Eric, man, tears started running down his face. He said, that, "That I've been praying about having more time with the kids. This is what the Lord wants. And so we put him in there. And then I start, my vision was what I felt like the Lord wanted us to do was to have a spot in the youth department where we could bring a guy in, put him in the youth department, let him get some experience working with teenagers with no brains. And see what God does. And I began to pray about that, and I knew about Brother Jack and Miss Lizzie. And I started praying, and I was like, Lord, I want my own guy. And God was saying, no, you're going to have my guy. And you're going to call Jack Parker. All right? And so I called Brother Jack and I began to, you know, I just I told him what I, you know, what we had just kind of envisioned and prayed about. And he said, okay, you know, preacher, I'll pray about it. And he did, he prayed. And I can remember when he called and, and uh, texted me one afternoon and said, you got a few minutes to talk. And I said, yeah. And he, I called him and he said, hey, he said, I just, I just want to let you know that God's really doing a work in our heart towards Faith Baptist Church and we're going to come back and work and serve there. And praise the Lord. And we didn't know, listen, we didn't know what God, I, I didn't know then and he didn't know then what God had store, had in store. I mentioned already tonight, I had a 10-year commitment. I, I said, I want you here for at least 10 years. You know, and, and, um, you know, and, and, and I, I wasn't supposed to be looking for a replacement right now. But the Lord knows those things, amen. And yet here we are. And, but but here's, listen, here's, here's why. Here's why the Lord worked all that stuff out like that. Because of people being faithful. People being faithful to what God was doing in their life. Folks, here's, here's what I know tonight. That's the way God always works. He doesn't lay everything out for you and go, okay, this is going to happen here, this is going to happen here in this stage of your life, this is going to happen here, and then you're going to end up here. That's what we want, but that's not the way it works. The just shall live by faith. And in, the, and in the realm of faith, it's a step-by-step process of what, of what God wants to do. Man, I, listen, when I surrendered to preach, God didn't say, okay, you're going to go to Bible college, then you're going to go to Berean Baptist Church, and you're going to be the youth director in Springfield, then you're going to pastor for 10 years in Cassville, Missouri, then you're going to be in Olathe, Kansas, and, and you're going to be the pastor there. If he'd have showed me that, a guy from Florida, I'd have probably been like, "Yeah, I'm all right. Boy, but I'd have sure missed out on a whole lot. And God knew exactly what he was doing. Just like God knows exactly what he's doing in the lives of Jack and Lizzie Parker. and Making it clear. I remember when we were at youth camp and uh, Brother Jack was talking to me about Japan. And we began to pray. And, and I remember him standing in my office and us talking. And uh, he kept just talking about it and talking about it. I said, look, did God call you to Japan or not? Yeah, he called me. I said, okay, that's what I want to hear. Get to the point, son. Know what God wants you to do. And he did. And I'm so thankful. Look at verse number three. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. Listen, where there's a calling, there needs to be a commission. And by the way, it needs to be done by a church. You understand tonight the church is the biblical authority that sends out God called men. Somebody say amen to that. Do you know this? Barnabas and Paul, they were not mavericks. They were not motivated by a rebellious spirit and a problem with authority. Rather, they were motivated by a calling from the Holy Ghost in their lives. And I believe that to be the same, the same uh, with Jack and, and Lizzie Parker. And again, though we're not laying hands on them as an ordination service tonight, uh, we, we, you know, that will certainly come later at the end of his deputation. We are still sending them out of Faith Baptist Church and biblical authority. And so like the previous point, there's just some things I want to point out here to you tonight just very quickly. One of those would be this, the recognition of the call. And that is the purpose of this service as well as like the ordination uh, service in our text. It is to publicly recognize that God has called Jack and Lizzie Parker to Japan. And I firmly believe that tonight as their pastor. The second thing is the representation. Paul and Barnabas would go out of the church at Antioch representing them. They will have the same doctrine. They will preach the same message to the same people, which is whosoever will. I'm preaching to Jack a little bit tonight, so just bear with me. But you understand, they will see churches started, organized, ordained elders, meaning pastors for each church, just like what they were doing at Antioch. And the reason that I say that is because we could could say the same thing about the Parker family tonight. They represent, listen, you most certainly represent Jesus Christ, but you also represent us as you go out. Faith Baptist Church, you go out with our authority given to us by God. That means this, that you don't have the right to change your doctrine. You don't have the right to do that. You don't have the right to change the message of the gospel or who you preach to. Your main goal is to do what you've seen done here at Faith Baptist Church. Preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. See people saved and baptized. See a church or churches started and organized and to train up men of God as God works in their lives and calls them. That's what they're supposed to do. And here's the last thing tonight, and I'm through, and there's also this relationship here, and I think that's where it's so important for you and I tonight. You know, when Paul and Barnabas left, they go out of the church in Antioch. This did not terminate the relationship that they had with this church. I I just want to bear my heart, if I could, tonight, over the years in ministry, I've seen this, but I will never understand missionaries who do not communicate or have a relationship with their sending church. I believe that to be unbiblical. I want you to go with me to Acts chapter 14. Because Paul and Barnabas go to, you know, Cyprus and Lystra and several other places... But they also come back to the church at Antioch after their first missionary journey. In Acts chapter 14, look at verse number 24. And after they had passed throughout Pisidia, they came to Pamphylia. And when they had preached the word in Perga, they went down to Adaliah and thence sailed to Antioch. Watch this from whence they had been recommended to the grace of God for the work which they fulfilled. And when they were come and had gathered the church together, talking about the church in Antioch, we're just looking at, they rehearsed all that God had done with them and how he had opened the doors of faith unto the Gentiles. And there they abode long time with the disciples. In the Greek, that means they stayed in their missions house. I just thought how cool it's going to be in about 10 or 15 years. When Jack and Lizzie Parker come back and Jason has just finished up his high school sumo wrestling matches. (laughs) But they show a far different video of Japanese people that have been saved and maybe a church that's been started. And you and I got to fly the pastor out there to organize the work. But I'm not going if there's 10 feet of snow, I can tell you that. Like Barnabas and and Saul, our relationship may change, but it's not terminated. We are to financially support them, and we are to pray for them. But we are also to communicate with them the very best that we can. Folks, though they are going out, they will still be a part of us, part of our body. And therefore, when they hurt, we will hurt. And when they rejoice, we will rejoice. And I thought about this tonight. Every church is obviously a lifeline to their missionaries, but even more so to those we recommend of the grace of God and the work that God's called them to. Let's all stand tonight. I I mentioned earlier, I just really didn't know how to,